Grace and peace to you, Bloom. It's Pentecost Sunday, and we are going to be centering on the scripture that speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit onto the church. We are glad you're with us. Our prayer is that you would be open to the grace and the peace of Christ as you go through this liturgy with us. Bloom, let us pray. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bloom, let's join with the church worldwide in praying the prayer of the day. O God, who on this day taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending to them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Apostle Paul says, be imitators of God. Love as Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sin to God, who forgives us in Christ. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May God forgive us by the death of her Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all our days. Amen. Amen. Come. 
Hear a reading from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O Sovereign Lord, I replied, You alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, We have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again and return home to your own land. 
Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Here a reading from Psalm 104. O Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. See the ships sailing along, and Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. They all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are richly satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you give them your breath, life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all he's made. The earth trembles at his glance, the mountains smoke at his touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth. Let the wicked disappear forever. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory Glory to the the Father, and to the Son, and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hear a reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my Spirit, even on my servants, 
men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. After the resurrection of Jesus, he was with his friends, his disciples, and he told them that he is leaving them again, that he's ascending into heaven, into eternity. And he says this to them, he says, there's so much more that I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, you will be guided into all truth. The spirit will speak not on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And Jesus is talking about a new reality that they're going to live in. He's told them about the coming of the Holy Spirit several times in their life together. As they've ministered, as they've prayed, as they've healed, as a community of friends. And so this passage that we just read in Acts 2 is the account of the coming of the Holy Spirit. They were gathered together. They were waiting. They didn't know what was to come and what was to be. And then the Spirit filled them. He filled their hearts. He filled their bodies. What looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared on each of them. They felt the wind rushing through the room. We have to remember that the Spirit of God came to fill a people who were between two realities. They had said goodbye to Jesus, goodbye to the life that he called them into, but yet they were believing that there was more to come, that as Jesus had said, they would accomplish greater things through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit comes into that place where they had to be wondering, what's next? Is it all for nothing? And it reminds us of the verse that we read in Ezekiel, where the prophet says, the Lord took hold of me. And that's what God does to us. He takes hold of us and he draws us to a place of inspiration, of prophetic imagination. And as Ezekiel, the prophet stood looking on a valley of dry bones, he sees the pile of humanity that had given up hope. That was living between two realities, what had come to pass and what was to be. And we see the Spirit of God again, like the wind, filling them, making them new, completing the creation that they were. That's what the Spirit of God does with humanity. The Spirit fills us and completes us. The Spirit gives us life. The Spirit gives us purpose into places where we too have become old, dry bones, where all hope is gone. The Spirit gives us life, gives us prophetic imagination, causes us, as Peter says, to dream dreams, to see visions, to believe for something more beautiful. And so just as the prophet Ezekiel experienced what it looks like for the people of God who have lost hope, who were weary, who were fading away, 
to be filled with the Spirit of God, with life herself. So we see in Acts, that's the experience of the church into a people who may have lost hope, who may not have known what's coming next, who have no idea what lies in front of them, the people that will be healed, the people that will be drawn in to the reality of the kingdom of God, the systems that will be crushed and the kingdom of God that will be established on the earth. The Spirit of God fills them, inspires them, recreates them into the true form of humanity. This is what we're made for. We're made to be filled with the Spirit of God, creator, lover of all, healer, restorer. And this is what we see on the day that the church opened herself up to the Spirit of God, received the fullness of life and power that comes from the Spirit. The invitation remains the same. Into every dry place, into every place that's lost hope, into every place that is tired and weary, we receive the Spirit of God like breath, like fire, and it ignites us into being the most full expression of humanity, our truest self in Christ. You know, he said this when we came on the season of Easter that the church season kind of met us right where we needed to be met and called us into life in an otherwise pretty dark year. I feel that again with Pentecost. As many of us in, in our society and our communities may feel dry and weary and perhaps without hope and Pentecost invites us, just like we see in the early church, to open ourselves up to the life of the Spirit and to let the Spirit recreate us and inspire us to make us into the fullest expression of, of humanity and the church. So I just, at these times, as we're kind of shifting into a new season, like literally into summer, and a new season hopefully in the pandemic and that Pentecost just calls us to be, to be open. It reminds us, be open still to the Spirit of God. Breathe in life still. It is interesting where this kind of hits this year compared to last year. I mean, I remember last year being right on the heels of of kind of this new civil rights movement that began with the murder of George Floyd and um, just so many others that didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then just the year that came after that, or the many months, more than a year, whatever it felt like. I'd say this a lot, but it felt like so much more than a year. <laughs> <laughs> but just everything that came after that and where we are now and how it's still the same thing, like we're coming back to the same story the same yeah. season, the same day, Pentecost, that comes every year. And yet it's it's exactly where we need to be, like you said. And I, I love the inclusion of the Ezekiel passage because it's one you hear a lot as this very miraculous thing. But I've, I've never thought about it as, as like a, people being built back up, like yeah. witnessing these bones just come back to life, get flesh on them, whatever, whether that's metaphorical or what. It's still an amazing story. And I, I can't help but think about just humanity this past year or so and how 
in a lot of ways, it's felt very dry. It's felt like we've just been in this valley of death and hurt and pain. And yet we're given the gift or we're reminded of the gift of the Spirit and how the Spirit gives life and builds things back up and recreates things. Yeah, it's just beautiful to see where we are now and how this is hitting us now. Just the life that I so long for, and it's here, and it's given. It's a gift that we've already been given. We just have to recognize it and live into it. Yeah, last year was so what it was. And um, yeah, when you're talking about our, our time centering on this verse a year ago, that year it looked like to be filled with the Spirit was to be, I think, for us, to be made more compassionate and to be made more aware of systems that are in direct opposition from Christ. And it led us down this road of, of wanting that lamenting when it's not there. And then this year, it really does feel like that valley of dry bones. People are tired. And um, this is where the simplicity of the gospel is so compelling because the answer for both situations so drastically different in nature is come Holy Spirit. And that's the response of the church in any season is to gather and to, and to pray. I mean, some say it's the oldest prayer of the church. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us, remake us, renew us. And I love that it's breath and fire and not law mm-hmm. and doctrine and theology, which sometimes we want it to be like that. We want our experience of God to be all clean and neat and ordered and I think that's why those people were like, oh, are these people drunk? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here they are again, being crazy. These people that follow Jesus. And it's hard to wrap our minds around the divine flooding the hearts of humanity and how messy and how beautiful that is. It's wind and it's fire. It can't be contained or measured or controlled. It can only be received. I do think it's interesting that both in Ezekiel and in this passage, the state of humans is despair and questioning where God is. Both, both times, right? Mm-hmm. Israel's in exile, and then, of course, Christ has been crucified. And I guess, like, I, I love the image in both ways because for me, I, what I hear is you are still seen, even though yeah. you feel crushed. Mm-hmm. You feel... Like, as lifeless as you can get is dry bones. Like, I guess dust of dry bones is a little more lifeless. (laughs) But for me, it's just this beautiful thing. Like, there's not even something that dry bones do to reanimate themselves. It's the spirit. The spirit comes. The spirit sees the dry bones. The spirit sees a a hopelessness, a death of soul in some ways. Um, that sounds really dramatic, but even after this year, I just feel drained and wondering in the context of all that happened, all that came to light in myself, in others, I, I do appreciate that the, the response of God is kindness to say, here is my breath, here is my spirit, here is my life, and it is yours when I just don't feel like I have much most of the time. So I just thought that was really beautiful, too. I love that. A smaller piece for me that, that I've just been considering as I read this passage in Ezekiel is the fact that, that God uses a human 
to speak life through and over these dry bones. And I just, it leaves me wondering what does it look like for me to be aware of the spirit and where is, where is God calling us to, to prophesy over dry bones and be speaking these words of breath and life and healing and do I believe in that kind of power that would take these dry bones and put them back together and mend them and tie them together with muscle and cover them together with skin and breathe life into them and is that the context that I anticipate the Holy Spirit to work in to that depth and breadth of restoration. I mean, am I not only open to it, but but do I believe that that's possible for myself, but also as a church body, what what are we being called to and where are those places that God is saying prophesy over this? Yeah. And then just opening ourselves up for him to breathe through us into the dry bones that are around us. I want that. I want to bear witness to that. I want to be open to that. I want to receive it on all levels and from all angles. I just find myself drawn to this passage and wanting to experience more of that. Taryn, when you were talking... It reminded me of, I think it was two years ago when we were in Pentecost and we were just seeing so much life break through in our little community and, and prayer. We're seeing people healed and, and really anxiety and, and hopelessness being washed away from them by the Spirit. I think I was with staff, but I, I was, it all of a sudden hit me like, why would anyone ever be ashamed to invite someone into this life? We kind of have this like evangelism is a bad word, and I definitely don't go around handing out pamphlets and tricks. Yeah, but I just was so compelled by the life that we're seeing of the Spirit mm-hmm. as, as you're talking about. People are dry, and people our 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 systems are dry and without hope. Our people are, and how we need life. We desperately want that. There's no gimmick. It's not. It's not like you have to join a club or or pay. Or be tr- I mean, Jesus literally said, just knock and the door will be open. Seek and you'll find. Ask and you'll receive. Like there's no parameters on that. Except that we would want. Yeah, you're, you're right. The only real response that is needed from us is just to be open to the Spirit. Where the Spirit's leading, how the Spirit's speaking to us. So that's our goal here at Bloom during this season of Pentecost, um, that we would be open, that we would be looking and listening for the Spirit in our lives and the lives of others. We go where the Spirit is leading us and do what the Spirit tells us to do. And then I think we'll begin to see life. We'll begin to see regeneration. and We'll begin to see hope again. And for those of us who really need it, it's going to be so welcome.
we pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, creator, and renew the earth. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Holy Spirit, come Come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, breath of God. Give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Holy Spirit, come upon us. us.